Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Real Talk About Feminism. I'm Mackenzie. And I'm Haley. And this week is episode 16. Yeah, today we are talking about the stigmas of breastfeeding in public. And I know we've talked about this together several times. We've had multiple conversations about it. So we have been looking forward all week to discussing this. Yeah, and I mean, not that we've ever had kids or ever had to breastfeed, but it's a big societal issue. So it's something that we feel like we should talk about, especially because what we're going to highlight at the beginning, um, it's kind of an incident that happened in our hometown. Mm-hmm. So we feel like very we close talk to about us. It. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So let's dive into the feminist highlight first, and then we'll get into the bulk of what we're going to talk about today. Okay, today we're highlighting Mindy Kaling, and I'm sure if you're an Office fan, you know exactly who she is. Yes. <laughs> um, so there's a lot more to her career than working on The Office, but I'm just going to highlight um, her nominations for her Emmys. So just for The Office, she was emanated, emanated, nominated for s- six Emmys six separate times. So she was nominated three times as a co-executive producer for The Office, one time as a writer, and two times as a producer. And when I first started watching The Office, I didn't realize that she had actually written many of the episodes. And some of my favorite episodes are the ones that she's written. So it's just really cool that in a male-dominated field, she was a writer, an actress, and a producer. Yeah, I didn't know that either until I was actually listening to office ladies podcast i love office ladies (laughs) yeah and like they highlight they go through like every episode Mm -hmm. of the show and it's super fun and they give the behind the scenes um but i didn't know that either and that mindy kaling was one of the writers and she acted so like woman of many hats i will just yes totally and she has um a baby too i think she's like two now but she does have a kid too so pretty cool she's very well-rounded and very accomplished well that's so cool yeah we love Mindy Kaling we think she's so funny and she she is is, she does play a lot of roles like I have only really seen her in the office and then I saw her I think she was in like Ocean's 8 right have you have you ever seen that um I saw half of it but I do think she was in there yeah, and then, like, that one, like, movie about time, like, the kids' movie. I don't know what it's called. Wrinkle in Time. A Wrinkle in Time. Seen that either. <laughs> yeah, but I, I saw her in that a little bit, and she's a really good actress, so. She is. Awesome. Yeah. Today, we, as mentioned, are talking about breastfeeding in public and some of the stigma surrounding it, and I don't understand why this is so stigmatized, because it's a very natural thing, and- right. I think about like way in the future when I have kids and how I'm going to be breastfeeding because that's something that's very important to me. And I'm trying to take stories that I've heard and like stories from our mom and like women that we've talked to who breastfed. And I've observed like how different it was even 10 years ago than it is today, which is very cool. I feel like we have, it's still stigmatized, but we are lucky to be able for it to be more accepted. And especially like 10 years when we both have kids, most likely it'll be way more accepted, Um, still stigmatized, but we are moving forward. Yeah, I hope so. Um, Yeah, it's kind of disheartening to see articles like the one we're about to talk about, Mm -hmm. but hopefully in the future, um, there's less of a stigma around it. 
The article we're going to be referencing today and discussing, um, we'll put the link um, in the show notes, but it's describing an incident that happened earlier this year. And to give a little bit of background, so I played volleyball in high school and our younger sister, who's uh, 16, she plays volleyball as well. And so, I played volleyball in eighth grade. <laughs> you did. No, we actually played in a few tournaments together. <laughs> there was one tournament. Um, it was a grass tournament. So it was outside on the grass. And you had three people on a team. So it was me and Haley. And then one of – well, she's both of our friends. But I went to school with her. Mm-hmm. And um, she is super nice. And she's like, yeah, it'd be fun to play. Like, we had played together before. And <laughs> – She's the nicest person ever. And the whole time, like, Haley and I were just fighting and bickering. And, like, no, you get the ball. You get the ball. You weren't there on time. Blah, blah, blah. And, like, she was just like, it's okay, guys. It's fine. And I still feel so bad about it. But it's a funny memory. (laughs) Yeah. Well, so the thing is, like, Mackenzie, she got super competitive with volleyball. Our younger sister got super competitive. And she is super competitive. Mm -hmm. She's really good. Mm Mm-hmm. I was never that great, so I stopped playing in eighth grade, and I became a runner, but... You know what, though? You were you were good. You just didn't have the passion for it like me and Sadie did, but, like, you're athletic. To be you're honest, to, to be honest, I have... So, for anyone who doesn't know, I have really, really bad eyesight, and so I was honestly just terrified 24-7 of getting hit in the face, because I can't see very well. So I know. I, I don't remember. Did you ever wear your glasses? I had contacts, but oh, still, even contacts. with my contacts, okay. like, I can't really see that well. Yeah, you're legally blind without them. <laughs> yeah, but um, anyway, so kind of why I was going into that little tangent was, so I never got really competitive, but Mackenzie did and Sadie, our younger sister, and so when you're really competitive, if any of you guys know in the volleyball world, then there's, like, big tournaments, and there's, like... Like, junior national qualifiers, I think that's what they're mm-hmm. called. Yeah. So, I mean, like with any sport, but this tournament, it's called Crossroads, and it's hosted in Denver by a local club in the Denver metro area, mm-hmm. and um, it's every single spring, and there's all sorts of teams that come from all over the country to compete, and it is a national junior qualifier. So, it's a huge tournament, and um, you come to this tournament to qualify for nationals basically. So it's a huge deal. So the article, like I mentioned, we'll link it, but, um, we, Sadie had played in crossroads this year and we weren't able to go because of COVID. Mm -hmm. So that really stinks because it's fun. They have like all sorts of like little shops and vendors, food. It's really fun. And, um, that was in March. So fast forward to May, end of April, I had gone to one of her tournaments and my mom was on her phone. She was on the news and she read this article about the incident that had happened. So just to sum it up, there was a coach from Utah and she was driving up to meet her team in Denver because they were already here. She had a four month old baby that was breastfeeding four months old. And the officials at the tournament said she was not allowed to come in with her baby because the baby was under 16. They weren't allowing anyone under 16. And she kept telling because of COVID, which I understand, but this makes no sense to me. Right. She kept telling them I'm breastfeeding. Um, 
the baby is four months old. Like he has to eat. I can't be away from him or her. I'm not sure. Um, but they would not let her in. So she literally sat outside and FaceTimed the assistant coach and watched her team play that way. She's the head coach, by the way. So that happened twice, um, two separate weekends in the younger age group and the older age group. With two different people or the two same different person? people. Okay. Yep, two different people. So to me, like um Haley you weren't in the car it was like my whole family and then um Haley you were still at school but we had a long conversation about why we were so mad about that and like why it was like really triggering all of us because it shows a couple things well many things that are wrong with our society and with working women breastfeeding women and like women and motherhood just in general yeah I think it's it's honestly very detrimental just because like there's it's all high school aged girls right that Mm -hmm. are playing yeah and so all these high school aged girls are seeing like oh well my coach isn't allowed to come in because she's breastfeeding her baby Mm -hmm. so like that associates like oh if you're a mother you can't work at the same time like what does that mean like it's it just it's not a good look Yeah, it really shows how society treats working mothers and working breastfeeding mothers because it's incredibly difficult. Like, I'm sure that was not ideally how she wanted to coach this huge tournament, but she made it happen because it's her job and she is obviously showing that she can balance both very well. So it's really upsetting. I feel very bad for her, Um, but... We really wanted to focus on the stigma about breastfeeding in public. That is what we wanted to take away from this article and this incident that happened. So um, before we move on to our next little point, the article that we are going to put in the show notes, it does talk about how um, USA Volleyball ended up cutting ties with Colorado Crossroads. And so Mm -hmm. now that big tournament that is always in Denver every year is no longer a national qualifier. Right. It's still happening, but it's not a national qualifier. So, like, what's the point of even going? Right. So, I mean, that could be a, a step in a good direction of, like, oh, we're cutting ties with you because you didn't allow these breastfeeding women. But our sister, who was actually playing in the tournament, she said that she thought it was just a way for USA Volleyball to kind of save face and avoid the incident. So... That was just kind of the outcome of that situation before we Mm -hmm. move on. And you can read more. Yeah, you can read more about what all happened um, Mm -hmm. when we link that article. But Yeah, and one point I want to make before we move on to, it might just be us. I'm not sure. But, like, does that make sense to anyone else to not let a four-month-old breastfeeding baby come in even though they are under 16? Like, please let us know, because I feel like it's very weird, and I don't know why they couldn't bend the rules for these two women who were coaching teams. I I really don't understand. So let us know if you think that makes sense. (laughs) Well, along with that, I don't even know why it's a question, because if I saw a woman with a four-month-old baby, that is so young. Like, the baby can't even walk. So, like, if I saw a woman with a baby that can't even walk, my first thought would not be, like, oh, that baby is under 16. They can't be in here. Like, right. obviously they can't even walk. Like, I don't And know. what is she supposed to do? Leave the baby outside? 
Right. Like abandon your baby and get arrested. Right. It puts okay. her in a really hard place. So just very unfortunate. And it really does suck. Like it happened in our hometown yeah. and to a place that like we've been for many years. So Right. Yeah. We go every year and it's fun. Like it's a great tournament. Mm-hmm. And it just really sucks that they had to just come at or target these women just because they're mm-hmm. breastfeeding and also trying to work. So Right. Um, going along with that kind of like, um, women who are breastfeeding and trying to work, there was, and we'll put the link to this, um, little study in the show notes as well, but there was a survey that was done, um, to kind of evaluate the breastfeeding stigma. And there was 774 responses from expectant mothers, and they were between the ages of 18 and 40. And these are all women in the U.S. So they did the, did a survey, and it came up that more than 75% of the women that responded to their survey said that they expected to breastfeed after returning to work. 75%. And not everyone chooses to breastfeed. There's different reasons why. Why not? Um, I'm not an expert because I've never had a kid, but I know that there are reasons <laughs> So 75% said that they expected to breastfeed after returning to work. However, 49% said that they were concerned that breastfeeding at work could negatively impact their career growth. And 47% said the need to breast pump at work had made them consider a job or career change. Almost 35% said that they had experienced a negative interaction with a colleague because of breastfeeding or pumping. So I think that study is interesting and kind of speaks for itself that obviously a lot of women are kind of living in fear that the need to pump while they're at work or them breastfeeding, them choosing to breastfeed their child and going back to work, um, they're afraid that that's going to negatively impact their career. And when you think about it, like when you're breastfeeding, like you do have to take breaks to pump or feed your child or else like I'm pretty sure can't your like breasts explode? Like that's kind of dramatic, but... You have to. I think it's like every couple hours at least. Yeah. I mean, I wish I wish we knew, but I really do too. <laughs> um, but like that I mean, that's just a normal thing. Like if because I'm pretty sure also like if you wait for too long, like you could get infections and mm-hmm. or you know, like there's a lot of things that could happen and I'm sure it's painful. Yeah. And so that's sad that women who want to be mothers, but also want to go back to work, they are afraid that them having to take a little break to pump is going to affect their job. That sucks. Mm -hmm. So, so in, in my working experience, um, in all the places I've worked, there's only been one woman that I've known that has had to pump and that was actively breastfeeding when after she had her baby. So I've worked in the same organization for many, well, many, I'm only 21, but <laughs> for like basically my whole work career, mm-hmm. but just different agencies within that umbrella organization, if that makes sense. Yeah. So um, I really like it. It's very inclusive, um, very accepting. And so I'm not surprised that like I've never really run into this issue, but um she 
it was a small office, but she would have to take breaks every one and a half to two hours. And we designated a closet for her to go pump in. So she felt safe. Yeah. And it locked. So like she had the key, she felt completely comfortable in there. She, and like some, I remember sometimes I was like, she's been in there a while. Like she has a lot to do. Like I know she's busy, but, and like now I kind of feel bad because I have no idea what that's like, you know, maybe she was just taking a break because there's a lot going on after you have a baby. Mm -hmm. But, um, we did make sure that she had a nice safe space for her to pump, but she pumped for a while. And I know that it was a big stressor for her because she was busy and she had her work life to attend to, but like, she also had to take care of herself. Right. And I'm sure that like, she felt kind of bad. Like, it's not like Mm -hmm. she wants to take a break every hour and a half. Like, and especially because she is busy and she did have a lot going on. Like, I'm sure she felt bad and felt like there was people that were probably thinking like, oh, she's been in there for a while. Like, what is she doing in there? Even though she's just pumping, you know? Right. And like I said, everyone was very accepting and open to, you know, open to her pumping and breastfeeding. So it was great. Like, wasn't a bad experience, but I'm sure she did have times like that where she was even more stressed out because of this. (laughs) Right. Well, so kind of switching gears, um, and not just focusing on breastfeeding mothers who work. Mm -hmm. Um, we were just wanting to talk a little bit about the stigmas with just breastfeeding in public in general. Right. And, when we were doing our planning for this episode, we were talking about the fact that like, we don't have any experience with that because we've never had kids, but our mom who we think is a beautiful goddess. Yes. (laughs) When we look up to her so much, she has had four kids, four girls. So it's us two are the oldest. Then we have two younger sisters. Um, So we decided um, it would be nice to get a perspective of someone who has had to breastfeed in public. Mm -hmm. And so I'm going to play a little interview that we did with her. So we're just going to listen to that and then we'll discuss it after. Hi, Mom. Hi, Haley. (laughs) So we wanted to ask you, because for this episode we're talking about Uh, the stigmas with breastfeeding in public. Um, So we just wanted to ask you if you had any experiences where you felt shame for breastfeeding in public. Um, So I think, I mean, when Kenzie was born, so 21 years ago, um, it was considered good to breastfeed, but definitely not considered okay to breastfeed in public. Um, and when she was just a tiny baby, um, I remember sitting in, like if we were out at a store, sitting in dressing rooms or sitting in bathrooms, uh, nursing her because it wasn't really okay to, to nurse in public. And then we were, I think we were, we were at a restaurant at one point and Kenzie was hungry and... I didn't want to go sit in the bathroom at the restaurant. Like I wanted to be with the rest of the family. We had some family in town. And so I just decided to stay at the table and nurse right there at the table. And of course I covered up and put a blanket on and, um, was very modest about it, but it's a, 
very natural thing. And I decided to not really care if people were going to shame me. I definitely got a lot of dirty looks, a lot of weird looks. I didn't, I don't remember any supportive looks at all. Um, but I just decided I didn't care because it, I mean, they were my babies and they were going to eat. Oh my gosh. That's crazy. Like, cause it is a natural thing. Mm -hmm. It is. Uh, in fact, by the time Natalie was born and I was nursing her, I remember being at old Navy shopping with you guys because Kenzie was eight and you were seven, almost seven. <laughs> and, um, we had to go back to school shopping or something. And we were at old Navy and I put Natalie in the front pack and put a blanket over her and nursed her while I shopped. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I truly did not care if I got shamed at that point. Well, at that point, you had four daughters. So. Yes. <laughs> well, thank you for sharing your experiences. That's honestly crazy. But I'm sure that even now, I think, I hope that times have changed more, but we still see like public shaming happen to breastfeeding mothers so which makes me really sad because um that's i mean that's what our bodies are meant to do as moms mm -hmm. i mean and some women can't breastfeed and and that's totally fine but um yeah that's that's the natural order of life mm -hmm. yeah so like why why should you shame people right especially if you're being modest like i was you know i never like flipped a boob out and you know <laughs> flashed everyone but i mean there were times like i remember in church sitting in the pews not wanting to take the babies out because there was a good talk or something mm -hmm. or there was a song that i wanted to listen to and covering up and nursing in the pew at church <laughs> And I definitely did not get any looks because the bishopric would not look at me. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> but I was modest. That's so funny. Well, thanks for giving us your advice. Me and Ken's obviously have not had kids and we've never had to breastfeed in public. So we don't know. But now we have an expert opinion. So thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Okay, so a few things that I had I was thinking about when I was listening to that and then also okay I'll start off with um she added something on afterwards and she said that when she was in the restaurant and she like she wanted to be with the family but you were hungry and she said she looked at dad and she was like I don't want to go sit on the bathroom floor and go feed Ken's and he was like then don't like just stay here. Like it's not that big of a deal. Mm -hmm. And so she covered up and she fed you at the table. And she said the waiter came over and was going to take their orders. And he was so uncomfortable that he wouldn't even look at mom. Like he would, he looked at dad and I'm, I don't know if he was trying to be rude, but she was just saying like, he was so uncomfortable with it. Mm -hmm. And I don't, I just, I don't know. I just don't get that. I don't either like at least look at her. You don't have to look at the baby or under her head. I mean, you shouldn't anyway, <laughs> you know, like, right. but like, at least be respectful. She's still a person. Well, and the thing that, that really, really just, I'm like baffled if we want, like, I, I'm so confused. She had a blanket on. 
Yeah. Like like she said, a quarter. It's not like she flipped a boob out. (laughs) (laughs) She covered up. So that's why I'm so confused. Like I'm like, is it is it uncomfortable to think about what is hot? Like to think Mm -hmm. about a mother feeding her child? I don't. I don't know. Well, you mentioned in the interview, but I do hope that now and even when we have children and when our kids have kids, like it's much better and more widely accepted. And I know mom was saying like when she was um, feeding Nat in the car at Old Navy, that was 2008 2009 yeah and I think it was a little more accepted then like I don't think she would have done that when I was a baby mm-hmm. because she definitely like people probably would have said something to her right yeah no they totally would have and I just think that's sad and I hope that I don't know it, it really just confuses me because it is a natural thing and it's not like someone's just like out there I mean for me I don't care if someone isn't covered up I don't either like I don't care but I can understand like if you're in public and if someone is uncomfortable by that just like putting a little blanket over but still I think I don't think it's a big deal because it's a natural thing but you know whatever Mm -hmm. I'll preface that but I don't know. I just don't I, – I don't get being uncomfortable, like, with the fact that a woman is feeding her child in public. Like, you shouldn't have to go to a separate room to do it. Maybe if you're at work, you know, and you're pumping, like, that's a different thing. But, like, mm-hmm. if you're out and about and your baby needs to eat, what do we do when we're hungry? We eat. Right. So, like, it shouldn't be this, like, taboo thing. And it's sad to me that it is. Yeah. If you are a breastfeeding mom or have breastfed, please let us know your experience. We'd love to like maybe mention it in the next episode just to kind of touch back. Um, If you like if anyone was ever like explicitly rude to you or like said something while you were breastfeeding in public, please let us know. Like we want to know that kind of stuff because like Haley said, like we don't have kids. We've never breastfed. Um, But like I really applaud all of you mothers out there who breastfeed in public and sacrifice your body and other things for um, for your baby. Yeah, you guys are definitely so strong and we do applaud you and we see you as warriors and goddesses and superheroes. Yeah, and I can't wait to breastfeed when that time comes. <laughs> like I'm actually excited. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you have your IUD now, so that's never going to happen. Well, yeah. <laughs> that's why I keep saying in the, in the far future. <laughs> right. Well, um, we hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Um, I can't believe it's already episode 16. It's kind of exciting. Crazy. <laughs> um, so for all of you guys who are listening right now on Spotify or Podbean or anything else that we have audio on Google Podcasts. Um, remember that we are on YouTube now. So mm-hmm. our handle on YouTube is Real Talk About Feminism Podcast. So you have to type in podcast at the end and it'll pop right up. So subscribe to that channel and then you can watch um, the video of us and listen because um, it's just kind of fun to see our faces. It is fun. Yeah. yeah, it's really fun. Like, see the faces behind the podcast. And I know yeah. there's a couple podcasts that I listen to when I'm driving to work, but I also watch 
as well. And it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. Like when you're getting ready, it's just kind of fun to have on in the background. Exactly. And I don't know if you feel this way, but I kind of feel like now that we're recording, even though we aren't seeing our listeners, I feel like we're kind of connecting more personally with them, even though we don't see them. Yeah. I think that too. It's just kind of funny, but yeah, it is super fun. We've had a great time and it's only our second week recording um, our video podcast now. So make sure to go to our channel, Real Talk About Feminism podcast, and subscribe to that. And then as always, our Instagram is Real Talk, at Real Talk About Feminism, and we'll be posting some updates on there week, week by week. And we hope you guys have a great week, and we'll talk to you guys next week. Yay, bye. See you next week.